0: This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton.
1: You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio, Sirius XM 111. Here again is Dan Loney. Welcome back. Hour number two of Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. We are constantly hearing about merger deals, especially in the last couple of years as the U.S. economy continues to rebound. a year ago, two universities here in the Philadelphia area began the process of a merger. The two were Thomas Jefferson University, a medical school, and Philadelphia University, uh, a liberal arts institution. As Forbes Magazine mentioned when the merger was announced, this is not your typical merger, but it was the belief of the two presidents of the institutions that this would be a great combination. Steve Clasco is president of Thomas Jefferson University and CEO of the Jefferson Health System. Dr. Stephen Spinelli is chancellor of Jefferson University, and he's also the former president of philadelphia university the other institution involved in this merger and they both join us here in our studios on the university of pennsylvania campus good to see you again as always steve nice to see you mr spinelli thank you for coming in thank you i want to start with you and and let's go back obviously a year and maybe even a little bit before the year as this idea
0: is being broached to you
1: what was it that made it attractive
0: I, I'd have to go back 10 years. Okay. It really is about how we saw the future 10 years ago. We, we looked at higher education and said things have to change. The pricing model is broke. The delivery systems are changing rapi- rapidly. The, uh, the regulatory environment is chaotic. What The demographics are, are are crazy. What are we going to do to position this institution to grow? We knew change had to happen. Philadelphia University, which used to be, for all you Philadelphians uh philadelphia college of textile and science Correct. Yep. and we really were a professionally oriented university so we said we need to partner with someone that sees the professional life of the student as a way of life as a, in a holistic approach who really believes that a student that is driven to do something ought to be prepared at the highest level in that profession and as a leader with a comprehensive right. view of the world and so this is,
1: and having known Steve for several years now, yeah. this is his mindset. This, this is exactly what he's looking
2: at, and it was very much of a Match. dot com. I mean, I think once, you know, what Steve and I shared was the ability to take a no limits approach. And both academics and health and healthcare are areas where people usually don't take no limits approaches. Right. right. And you know, we always kid around about it being a Match. dot com because you know, you know, I was the dean at Drexel University College of Medicine. I met my wife on Match. dot com. She was an ad director for Vogue. Yeah. That doesn't seem like the perfect match, but the values were similar. I think it was very similar w- with us. Even you say, boy, a health science university, design engineering, commerce, yeah. uh, uh, predominantly undergraduate university, that doesn't make any sense. But actually, yeah. when you look at our values, we have three values, put people first, do the right thing, and be bold and think different, yeah. You know, and think interprofessionally, very, very similar to where Steve's values are. So actually, we were a lot more alike than our exterior might have shown.
1: So as the, the merger is announced and this first year has played out, where have the – where? I mean, obviously you are looking for synergies, but obviously you have seemingly found them, and how have they been playing out in the first
0: year? Yeah, I'm a market guy. So the first metric I'm going to look at is enrollment. Is the marketplace responding to Remember, this is a very crowded, noisy marketplace, not only in Philadelphia, but in the world, 4,800 in the United States, 4,800 colleges and universities. Our enrollment, our applications are up 24%. We think our enrollment would be in the low 20s up. Yeah. Now, most of higher education is flat or going down. What does that mean? That means that, that the messaging about a professional life and preparing you to be a leader is resonating with the marketplace that says, we're looking for real value in a college education. Sure.
2: And I think, I think what Steve is, in my mind, the leader in the country as it relates to, um, to academics is, I mean, he started his career as an entrepreneur, still is, actually was one of the founders for Jiffy Lube and then got, um, uh, then got his PhD in economics. So he's really crossed both worlds. In, in many aspects, I've done the same thing. And what I love about that is not, there's a great Pat Riley quote that I use all the time. The thing about losing teams is they spend more time talking about why they're losing than what it would take to win. That's what's going on in academics now with 3,500 students schools. Well, of course we can't. It's getting so tough out there. We can't keep increasing tuition. Steve took Philadelphia College of Textiles and Sciences and in eight to ten years turned it into the, the, a top ten yeah. design university. So why, why do you think we don't see more of these types of mergers
1: in, in the education space right now?
0: A, they're very hard, and and there's a lot of emotional content in an institution. That's both good and bad. Mostly good, frankly. And what looks like a cohesive marriage is actually a clash, because if I have a business department and you have a business department, then we've got to decide how they come together, whose curriculum to use, who's going to be the dean, what are we going to call it, all of those, and it becomes a segment-by-segment component of the university you've got to fight through. That's a lot of people saying no. Yeah. At our university we said do we believe in a common f- future? Yes. Now where do we have of the 100 different majors? Where are their duplicates? Two. And we took huh. two different and they took different approaches to the delivery system. Okay, let's get together. Our faculty embraced this and said, "Okay, we're at scale now. Let's go." Yeah. And we avoided all of those kinds of problems. So Finding that kind of the match com, you better have your algorithm right about what the match really means. Yeah, and they better have the same value system, and, and you better provide something exciting for the stakeholders. We said we're going to grow, we're going to be a dominant player in this market place around professional education.
2: Yeah, and and by same. the way, you know everything we've talked about on this program about healthcare, sure. There's some amazing things happening in design. If you think about the yeah. d- design of the human experience, what's going to be the revolution in healthcare? How humans interact with their health. So architecture and the, and, and sustainable environment, design, engineering, commerce. Literally, the applications are... I'll give you one example. We're partnering now with a company that's one of the, going to be one of the leaders in wearables. That's going to be the next big yeah. technology revolution. Throw away your, your Apple Watch, throw away your Fitbit, your pajamas and your T-shirt are going to monitor everything you're doing. Well, gosh, it turns out that two or three of the top people in the country that are working on those designs (laughs) happen to be at Philadelphia (laughs) University, and two or three of of the top people in the country that are working on the algorithms for what you do with the data happen to be in our computational biology department. The heroes in this, by the way, are our faculty. Absolutely. We had had the meeting. We did the match.com. Before we knew it, 160 faculty had gotten together, even before we we, we, (laughs) we closed the merger. That's right. That's right.
1: We are joined uh, here in studio by Dr. Stephen Spinelli, who is chancellor at uh, Jefferson University, former president of uh, Philadelphia University, Steve Clasco, president of Thomas Jefferson University and CEO of the Jefferson Health System. We're talking about the merger between these two institutions, which occurred about a year ago. Uh, So with that in mind, how far along down that road of the merger are you right now? Are you, you know, are you most of the way there to where you want to be? Are there still elements that still, you know,
0: need to be worked on to, to make them complete. I hope we never get to where they're complete. Okay. All right. So that that's a – the real value would be we're almost there. Sure. And I hope in five years we say we're almost there. And still striving. And still striving. Right. So the the articulation of what integration would be, the organizational design, the brand architecture, the strategic plan – all of that is done. We are really locked and loaded into a plan that says we've built in enough aspirational growth and enough creative curriculum that we think we've got a long runway. Now let's keep going. Let's keep iterating. And, and I think that the proof of the pudding is going to be in the tasting, and the taste will be a cultural phenomenon. Can these, does this institution in the long run – really believe it can be a model for professional education? Right. And does it strive to do that? I, I think it is such a great... Now, I'm a bit subjective about this, okay. I, I admit. Right. I think it's such a great marriage that we're going to have beautiful kids almost no matter what. <laughs> Will they be Rhodes Scholars and professional athletes and really go on to living? I think so, but we got a lot of parenting to do.
2: Sure, yeah. And, and you know, look, and there, there were issues. I mean, we, uh, we spent a whole lot of resources at Jefferson, having our mission be health is all we do. We now have to spend a whole lot of resources at Jefferson saying health is not all we do. We are only kidding.
1: Well, and that's something that we've <laughs> talked with you on this show about is that you are a firm believer that in people that are striving to be a medical
0: professional, that there's got to be more than just being the medical professional. But that's exactly the point. I still think we disagree on this. I think health is all we still do. Okay. The problem is voicing that to the public. They think that means health care. Yeah. And health care is not all we do. But health, I don't want anyone to start a business that doesn't create good health. I don't want them to build a building that's unhealthy. If we're not improving the human condition, we're deteriorating the human condition. That's
2: not good. So so we created the first MD Masters in Design. Again, that that just fits perfectly. Creating these incredibly, incredibly brilliant doctors. And they'll be from Philadelphia University and Penn. We actually have a deal with Princeton where they get into this program after their first year at Princeton. But literally, these are going to be folks, and they might have had an engineering background or a design background, that are going to become doctors thinking differently, thinking the way that Apple thought back in the early 2000s, let's go from being a computer company yeah. to a digital lifestyle, which is what healthcare has to think about. Which obviously, that,
1: that, I was going to ask you, you know, what has been the mindset of, of the students of the university? But I would think that laying all that out, or the combined university, that, that it's just energized.
0: People yeah, on a, campus. A, a comp- The demographic in the sociology and the psychology of this demographic, change is the norm. If I am not right. expansive and three-dimensional in the way I look at things, then I'm way behind. So, uh, that gives us the opportunity, and they believe this, that they don't want a four- or five-year relationship with us. Four or five years means it's transactional and I'm done. That's a linear relationship. They don't think in linear terms. They want a 40- or 50-year relationship. They want it to be pre-professional, professional, professional, post-professional. They want to do some teaching. They want to do internships. They want an ecosystem of learning. That's why we're not done. Jefferson is not done. We've got a beautiful campus in Rome. We've got a campus in Atlantic City. We've got uh, a a satellite campus in Bucks County. We're building an ecosystem that is really the future of higher education
1: or of education. So w- how far how far do you think that expansion can can continue in your mind?
0: I'll let you know in 20 well,
1: years. Well, it
2: depends on which planets we <laughs> we'll discover. Be <laughs> but, but, yeah, we'll you know, be here. Well, if you, re- <laughs> if you read my new book, there, there's a lot of planets out there. But, no, I think yeah. under Steve's leadership, I think if you look at our, our our new academic strategic plan, our new mission is redefining humanly possible. And I think that that's what says it all. The fact is what was brilliant about, I think, the strategic plan is we didn't try to be pen. We didn't try to be Villanova. We didn't try to be any of the places that exist that that define themselves in a certain way. And we want to create new professionals that really are looking at the world incredibly differently.
1: What is the word innovation? Well, I, I know I, what it means for you. I'll ask Dr. Spinelli. What's the word innovation mean to you? Is
0: it desirable? Is In it the fe- scope
1: of the, all of this.
0: Is it desirable? Is it feasible? Is it valuable? Do I understand how to put those components together to to really create a value proposition that people will yearn for? That's innovation.
2: Steve? Yeah. For, for, for me, it's being willing to look at the art of the impossible. You know, that, that everybody talks about, well, what can we do? And uh, I think innovation says, well, what can't we do that if we think differently, we can now do
1: seemingly part of this, though, doesn't this have to be, as we were saying before, part of the larger conversation about education in general in this country and, and, and the change of mindset that we probably need to have with what we're teaching,
0: how we're teaching it moving forward. It's happening. I am absolutely – there isn't a day that goes by. I don't read 10 articles that talk about the changing landscape of higher education. Now, it's confused and chaotic, and people are afraid, and some people are taking action, and some people aren't. What we decided to do was take a holistic review, a holistic view of the business model. This is a business – program. We looked at higher education as a business model to deliver knowledge and value to students. We need to look at that holistically, the research, the partnering. Talk about the art of the possible. Throw away all the other uh, things that we do. What do we essentially have to do? What can we do better? Relook at all that and then continue
2: to evolve. Dan, it's very similar discussions we've had about healthcare. We, It's unsustainable to just keep doing what we're doing where insurers and providers and pharma aren't working together. It's unsustainable to have, you know, 60-year-old faculty doing PowerPoints and keep charging, you know, $10,000 more a year um, when they can get that in a very different environment. And it's not, the answer isn't just online education. What's amazing about what's now Jefferson East Falls is that under Steve's leadership, and, and every time I say 96% or 97%, it goes up another percent, but, you know, they have somewhere between a 95 and 99% job placement rate. Sure. And a lot of these kids yeah. are, are first time you know first generation students, et cetera so again, we're not trying to be the place to get a philosophy degree if you're going to go into your your father's business. Not that there's anything wrong with that right. but that yeah. that's not what we there's some great places here for that that's right. um, our business school is not trying to compete with Wharton, or Villanova. It's looking at uh, design, uh, business design, it's looking at entrepreneurship, et cetera. So it's really, it's creating a new model in Philadelphia. So then then,
1: again, let's go back for a second, uh, Dr. Spinelli. How then has this merger changed? What was the idea or the concept of Philadelphia University, and before that, College of Textiles and Sciences here in Philadelphia. You know, a, a
0: clear value proposition for the for the historic, the legacy Philadelphia University stakeholders is that we we achieve scale and sophistication. The the, the Jefferson Enterprise is a large, sophisticated, driven organization. Great leadership team, great management team, a, a comprehensive understanding of how to build a business, and we can bolt into that and all the cool stuff we're doing our college of design engineering and commerce our nexus yeah. learning our industry engagement projects our design awards now can come to scale we can have a program with doctors we can we can now we turn a 3750 student uh, organization into 7500 growing to 8000 getting to 10000 probably becoming 12000 that kind of scale especially when we can reach out on a national international level we can do things we never could do before but it, it does touch on also and i think you were going down
1: this path the the importance of what healthcare is now and obviously the links that it has to so many different sectors out there you know in our society right now
0: that's right, on a, on a technology level, on a knowledge oh, yeah. level, on a yeah. research level. Yeah. It, it, some of the doctors are the most fun to talk about design. They yeah. walk into a, You'd think a doctor would walk into a surgery and say, this is the way a surgery ought to be. And most of the doctors walk in and say, how could we change the surgery room to make it better for our patients, to make it better for our, our, our staff, and how to have better outcomes? And maybe a designer can look at that differently than I did. It's a wonderful conversation, a necessary conversation. Steve?
2: And one of the things that... that, that Steve has done, we've we've now done with this whole Nexus Learning and Industry Partnerships, is sort of turned co-op education on its head. So the traditional co-op education, and Drexel's a great place that does that in town, is that it gives people practical experience, but in the culture of that job thing. So they're an intern, for all intents and purposes, as an undergraduate. This is actually bringing industry into the Philadelphia, then Philadelphia University, now Jefferson Environment. So they bring industry into that with designers and architecture and sustainable built environment and and doctors now, and those people are coming into a no-limits culture, and then they go Changing back. Changing those companies. Right,
1: right exactly. And I, that was kind of what I want to say is because the fact that the companies, many of them understand that having this presence and having this influence at the university level, at the college level, is even more and more important for them now- so that their companies can can have that that length of success that they want to have.
0: And, you know, one of the keys to this whole industry engagement thing has been getting skin in the game from the companies. So, so they come sure. to us yeah. with real problems, yeah. needing real solutions, with real executives, co-teaching and co-grading and co-creating. Yeah. That changes the dynamic completely. We're looking for outcomes that create value.
2: I mean, just to give you an example, you, you know, we've talked to this. Alex Gorski from J&J sure. a good friend yeah. of mine. Wharton yeah. grad, We were in school together. And um, so, you know, J&J has these projects, and I think they have like 10 places and, you know, the, some of the best universities in the country. One of them was Philadelphia University. So it's one of those proud moments. It's like when you're dating somebody and somebody <laughs> says, boy, your boyfriend or girlfriend is really some, something. Because Alex said, you know, of all the places, you know, Philadelphia University in some respects has really been the most creative in our partnership and in some respects has made the most changes. You know, so so, and I think it's been renewed and it's really been uh, a great, yeah. We've great partnership. We've done a number
0: of partnerships with them. Part of it is we're the hungriest. Uh, we, you know, we need that relationship. Part of it is that we put a curriculum together that is transdisciplinary by nature. So they were getting these feedbacks they couldn't get from other schools. It, is that
1: landscape, it, is that need for the partnership, it, it's obviously important. But is it becoming even more of a challenge to develop because of the fact that seemingly more and more universities want to have those partnerships? Yeah, you know
0: what's great about it, though? to to be really frank, is that everybody wants it and nobody knows how to do it. And we've spent 10 years figuring out how to build that relationship, the internal curriculum, the decision-making processing, the grading, the intersection, the communication, the protocols around it, hard work. 10 years of experience. Now, somebody's going to catch up, but they better invest and they better be committed. Yeah, they, and you know what? it will be better education.
2: The, yeah. the, the best is, and I'll probably get in trouble for this, but, you know, when we first announced this, the Middle States... <laughs> you get
0: in trouble? I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, right. the, the,
2: the, the, the the Middle States accrediting body was like, you know, this, this can't be, you know, first of all, we don't have academic mergers. You know, right. we've had a couple committees to think about when that might happen in 2070. Right. Uh, but... Um, um, and if we figured if it would be you and a health university or them and a design, right. So so what's going on? So literally, it was really tough. I mean, and they they put a lot of roadblocks, uh, such as, um well, just you know, we really have to make sure that you're getting together and, yep. and, to, and define and,
0: outcomes for future programs, and, yeah, and, 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 and prove that you can get them.
2: Yeah, and you wow. and you, you have to have <laughs> the same rule, same rules, even
0: before you have started yeah, right, start right. it, yeah. But
2: but 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 there, there, there's a good ending to this because we, we 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 had our. Our nine-month, you know, like, um, all right, how's this baby doing thing? And um, they, they were blown away. In fact, you know, the, the hour with me was 15 minutes saying, you know, they want, can we use this as a model for what we think will be new ones? And, you know, hey, then let's talk.
1: Which then tells you something that they understand that there's something there. Yeah, the and, industry and, dynamic. And, and, right, and it needs to be and – and, and that's a good thing because yeah. they understand that the problems are there and need to be corrected.
2: But yeah. here's the issue. If you take a P less than .00 scientific approach, then what happens is you're just not going to take any risk, which is fine when everything in healthcare and academics – wasn't going in place. Hey, I can increase the cost every twelve percent every year. I don't have to change. It was easy being a president before. Now the tsunami and the angst is that everybody knows it's going to change. We have a lot of people just hoping they'll retire before that happens. <laughs> so, for, so, so if you think about an accrediting body or, or 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 some of the more conservative folks, having somebody do it, it's like Mikey. You know, Mikey will eat that cereal. Having us do it and then saying oh, wow, that really succeeded. Yeah, our, you, we helped them do it. If it hadn't, then they would have said, oh, yeah, we knew that was a bad idea. The
1: fact that we both laughed at the Mikey eats the cereal <laughs> yeah, thing. tells you know how, old, how oh, old we are.
0: I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. We're joined here in studio by uh, Steve Clasco and uh, Dr. Stephen Spinelli of uh, Jefferson University. Your comments welcome at 844 Wharton eight four four nine four two seven eight six six, Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21 with the fact and with Steve just mentioning about the accreditation and, and having to go for the review and, and such, what's been the feedback you've been getting from from other universities, from other education pieces about what you've done about the first year and, and about where you think this is going to go and where it may benefit other institutions
0: as well? It's been fascinating. And I tell you, it started. Even two years ago, because we really started talking almost three years ago. Oh, yeah. And then we got formal two years ago, and we clo- closed it a year ago. So there's been this long uh, process. Initially, when it became more public, I got um, sort of vague calls from lots of different people. Then I got, about a year ago, I started getting specific calls from specific colleges and universities. A lot from this area, but a lot from around the country. Yeah now i 'm getting requests to come and meet with them to talk about how this process worked, so over a three year period, the level of seriousness in the conversation has escalated dramatically from what the hell 's going on to this is kind of interesting. What did you do to we really need to understand it right. I think that means it 's getting more serious for a lot of schools. Think about this in the hundred schools in the thirty mile radius of of center city this of this radio program. There's about a uh, hundred colleges and universities. In those hundred colleges and university, if you have a four percent return, so if you've got a hundred million dollars and you're four four million dollars of margin yeah. on that, which pays for deferred maintenance, about sure. and, and yeah. maybe a little bit of a raise for people, you're in the top five percent of economic performance. Wow. Yeah, so wow. and that's uh, with talk, ridiculous that's, tuitions, by the way. That, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, now you're. I, I'm a. If I'm a private company, and I come. Hey, buddy. I got this great company, hundred million dollars. I'm, I'm, I'm knocking him debt at four percent. You investing? <laughs> yeah, right. He's gonna. He might be walking out the door.
2: Yeah, and, right. yeah, that, right. That's gross margin. For yeah, right. Right. That's right. Yeah, right.
1: For a lot of them. Steve, have you seen this? Have you seen the the interest from your perspective?
2: Well, you know, I think it's, um, it, it, it's fascinating because, um, it was the hardest one for my board to understand. And I, I, Steve and I used to laugh about this all the time. I've done five hospital system mergers you You think about a fiduciary board. you talk risk you know off the charts. yeah there's just sure. so many things that can happen in the hospital mergers, and every one of them you know they at least got the strategic thing. all the due diligence was about. This one was the only no brainer that we ever that we ever did from a from a Jefferson perspective. I mean, no risk. It, 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 it was margin. It's a beautiful campus. It make we're sort of landlocked downtown. It brings in a whole new th- way yep. of thinking. We got Steve Spinelli and his provost Matt. B- you know, just great humans and great faculty. Our faculty is all working together. So for me, it was one of these. Okay, well, this one's going to be easy. They said, you know, literally, um, you know, all right, so what drug are you on again? You know, Philadelphia University. Not not because they didn't respect it, just because they didn't see it. But here's what we did. We we did it with both of our boards. Because I think your board had the same, like, who's this this alien you brought down to to meet with us at your house? So what we did was we said, look, we're not going to say one more thing about it. We want every one of you to go and spend some time at at Philadelphia University, and they're bored to spend time at Thomas Jefferson University. Then we'll have the discussion. 100% got it. 100% yeah. wow. got it. So I think it was, you know, because they actually saw what was actually happening. They saw the values were the same, and they saw that everything that I had talked about and what had to happen in academics and healthcare could better happen if we if we merged with these guys.
1: So, so because of the conversations, Dr. Spinelli, that you are having, have had recently— it sounds like you are now more so of the belief that the grander scope of education, we're getting ready, potentially, for significant change in, in in what education is moving forward from now through the next 50, 100 years.
0: Yeah, I would even take it a step further than that. I would say we are in process of a dramatic change in the delivery system and in the the structure of the education business. And it is not going back. We're two or three or four years into it, and there's six or eight or ten years that will continue to evolve in a dramatic
2: way. And it will not be the same ever again. And the next step for us really probably won't be mergers and acquisitions. But what's already happening, and we'll have a bunch of announcements, but – Literally, other universities are coming to us about creative and strategic partnerships. Sure. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, again, they're saying, yeah. gosh, we, need, we probably need somebody other than us. I mean, I can give you one example where we're working with the University of Rochester uh, because we have a very top comp- computational biology program in our medical school, but we don't have some of the computer science that's needed. So University of Rochester has one of the top computer science in, in some of that medical data analytics, but they didn't have computational biology. You know, sure. they, they were yeah. going after some of our faculty. We were going to go after some of their faculty. We got together and said, well, this is really stupid. Why don't we just, you know, Partner. get these two things together? So yeah. it'll be University of Rochester, Thomas Jefferson University, computational biology and computer science piece.
1: Great meeting you. Thank you for yeah, thank coming you. in today. What a pleasure. Thank you very much. Steve, as yeah. always, great, great seeing question. you guys. Great to see you. Thank, thank you very much. And uh, look forward to talking to you again we'll as, keep going. as this stuff goes yeah. down the road.
0: Thank you.